1: Coaches losing their job, coaches quitting and not and taking money. This is the first I've ever heard of a coach quitting and take the money, um uh, but anyway, coach, what's going on with you?
2: hey coach that's how that's what's why I always wanted to have a job like that. I'm telling you, wow, you
1: know um yeah, this guy
2: I'll and I'll take the money <laughs>
1: you, know, <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of incredible in itself. And by so, and we might as well jump right into that, coach. You know, Doug Marone. Um, uh, he's he's been coaching the, for Actually, this is his first year with the um, the Buffalo Bills, and um, he had a clause in his contract that he could leave at the end of the season. He could opt out at the end of the season and take four million dollars with him. And I guess you know maybe maybe the Bills didn't think that you know he would leave. Or maybe they just thought that it was just something he was putting in his contract just to be putting in his contract just for conversation. But Doug Marone decided that, hey, all of these jobs opening up, you know, the Jets have a position open, um, it's about three more other jobs. Atlanta has a position open, San Francisco has a position open. These are very good jobs available. He decided to take the $4 million and, and, and look elsewhere. You know, it's a, it's a story out there that he wasn't very happy with the Sammy Watkins, uh, draft, uh, him being a very, very high pick for them. Uh, Doug wanted a defensive lineman or a quarterback
2: and, uh, they, they took a wide receiver. How do you feel about this coach? You know, Daryl. the thing about it is, is, you know, if you're, the, if you're going to be blamed for the wins and losses, then you should have some say about who's going to be drafted, uh. I think Sammy Watkins is going to be a a premier pro. But if you're the head coach and she other needs that are needed, then that should be your call. So maybe he had made the decision way back that he was going to do this. But like you and I said off the air before we came on, we both feel like he did an excellent job. But I have said that there are people that places he worked before that didn't find him to be much of a, a people person.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you know, um, I, I don't know whether he was a people person or not. Um, I think he, I think he did a, a pretty darn good job in, in in Buffalo while while he was there. You know, I just, I just really think, you know, he he took this 2013 season and uh, and and pretty much, you know, turn turn the Bills uh, season around. You know, I, at one point we thought they were going to be. Headed for the seller like the old Bills we've seen in the past. And um and he he did a little magic
2: with that team this year. I agree with you totally. And I'm not sure he's not the answer that the Jets are looking for.
1: Well, yeah, you know, I think the Jets are um they're they're basically scraping at the bottom of the barrel right now. They're 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 looking for almost anything to come in there and, and help that program. Um but is 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 he the answer for the Jets? And I'm not so sure if that's the job that he would take out of the jobs that are available. I think the Atlanta job is 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 very promising. Um, we know how close San Francisco um, they've they've been in the past. Um, you know, it's still no word on the Oakland Raiders and what they're going to do. But I just don't think that they're going to keep um, Soprano as their as their head coach going back to next year.
2: Well, uh, there's no been a no official announcement and they usually like to try to make it pretty soon after the, uh, playoffs. So we'll see this week coming up, uh, should kind of clear the wind and be down to enough narrow teams that some of those assistants will be given a real hard look.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. And I, and I think he will get a, um, you know, it's, i don't i don't think that's going to be the job he's considering would be the Buffalo Bills position, but coach over the weekend we had some very good nFL games i mean when we i i really thought that um uh, cam newton and and his abilities would would pull through and 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 he did um I was a little bit surprised to see um Andy Dalton still doing what he's doing and um you know, I, I really think that um, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that Andy Dalton is the answer for the, uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. However, when I saw the game on the, the AFC playoff, the wild card game, the AFC, the Steelers, and the Ravens, I knew it was going to be a very physical game, and I actually thought that the Ravens had an advantage without uh, Ladavion Bell playing for the Steelers. He's been a workhorse and and the and, and and second leading receiver on that team this year, and they really missed him in that in the game uh, against Baltimore. And let's don't take anything away from Baltimore. They are a playoff-driven team. Once they get
2: in the playoffs, I don't care whether it's a wild card, win the division, you better watch out. Well, Coach, and also, I think the Bell thing that hurt them the worst wasn't so much the run-in, was he was Ben's big checkoff guy. You know, he was the guy that he would dump the ball off and he had turned five yards into 50 or uh, uh, a three-yard pass into a first down. And I think that's what hurt him more than anything else. And, and I, I think you're right,
1: Coach. And, uh, and and let's don't get anything, let's don't take anything away from um, the way um, way Suggs and that Raven defense played. Oh,
2: Coach, they they can do it. And they got one of their best defensive linemen back for that game, and I'm gonna tell you, if I'm in New England, I'd be really sweating bullets right now. Well, I think if
1: if this was any team that New England didn't want to play in the playoffs, I think this this is the team uh, that they didn't really want to play. And and you know, and they they beat um, the Steelers pretty handily. It was you know, the score was was um, thirty to seventeen in a game that um. That the Steelers only want—they only led one quarter, and that was the score was three-zero at the end of the first quarter. You know, they—they they never led at any point after that. Um, I, I really think that Joe Flacco—he—he's a proven quarterback. I'm not going to give him that elite status yet. But uh, he is a proven quarterback, and he and he protects the and he protects the ball so very well. I mean, he just doesn't throw a lot of bad interceptions. You very rarely see him throw an interception where it's right in a in a defender's hand. Um, i, I you know, I think the guy has what it takes. He know he's
2: been there. Yeah, and I, the thing about for me, coach, and it has been for the last couple of years, the Steelers defense is getting old, and uh. They're just not the group they were at one time. And so, uh, even though, uh, Ben and them had a better offense before Bell went down, uh, they're not going to be able to carry them. They still need that, that top of the line defensive group to kind of keep them in games. And, uh, they need to, they need to make some, uh, you know, draft picks or trades to update that group because the age is definitely showing
1: yeah i i would agree with you um coach um, when we look at Palomalu and then we look at james harrison you know these these guys are, are um you know they they've been around for a very very long time you know um you just you just wonder how much more can they can they have can they handle
2: and coach harrison was out the first five games cuz he was retired yeah, they pick him up, and and he he admits he didn't get into football shape until about the eleventh or twelfth week of the season, and uh, those kind of things tell on you a lot.
1: Oh yeah, and 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 um, this team is is you know they they they're not the the old intimidating Steelers that that you've seen in some past in in the his in the history of those Steelers. Um, they they were. They're, they You're right, Coach. They are getting old up front. They're getting old, and and on the back end, they're getting old, especially on defense. Yeah. And 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 trust me, um, Roethlisberger is not getting any younger at all. No, no,
2: I. And this is one of his better seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it is one. Of, it's one of his better seasons.
2: But, yep. uh, Coach, I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, the Cardinals, you know they. Coach, you and I could have played quarterback as well. <laughs> you well know, that, I, Coach, that was really sad. Yeah, it, it
1: it was sad. And uh and you and you had to feel bad for the Cardinals organization and, and, and that team. I mean, really, this is one of the hottest teams in the league at one point. And when you when you're down to your third string quarterback unless you're the Ohio State Buckeyes, it it's <laughs> just it's just just impossible to think that you're going to be successful
2: in the NFL coach it just doesn't happen that way
1: no it doesn't coach
2: you know I, you, you know, know, this I, kid you, was cut this kid was cut at the beginning of the season why was he cut because he wasn't very good yeah you're right
1: you know when, when um when when the guy throws for for fifty one yards coach that's just that's just horrible. Yeah. yeah, I mean that—that's just really horrible. One, he did throw a touchdown and two interceptions. You know, th- these numbers are are just—you just cannot fathom a team being in the highest level of football and putting up numbers like that. You know, and then and and on on the rushing end, it was just as bad. They had um, uh, they had they had a total of twenty-seven yards rushing. I mean, come on! I mean, this 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 is ridiculous, and I I, I feel bad for Coach Arians because I think he he put together a really good team this year, but Coach, he Coach, wasn't expecting thinking. to go through the third quarterback.
2: I, you know, I think this just emphasizes even more so how important it is to have one of those elite quarterbacks. You may have a good rounded team, you may have a solid defense. But if you don't have that good quality NFL quarterback, you're not going to go very far. You might be able to get in the playoffs, but you're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. And, and you're right, Coach. And when we think about Carson
1: Palmer, we don't think about him as being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But he was definitely enough to take this team deep in the playoffs with what they had, uh, with the weapons they had on offense and the, and the strength they had on defense.
2: Yeah, I, I agree totally. And I didn't realize how bad their punting was. That punter was absolutely horrendous. Well, well, coach. When
1: we look at the other side, I really think Cam Newton um, didn't have one of his best games. Uh, he got tagged quite a bit. Uh, we saw him run the ball a number of times, and and I'm just not so I'm not so sold that he had one of his better performances. Uh, saying that
2: they did win. Um, they did win, uh, Seattle be a better bring their a game because Carolina has nothing to lose, you know, they're going to come in there and they're going to, you know, like you said earlier before we got on the air, you know, he does give a defense some problems if they're, if you're not used to that.
1: Yes he's a very unorthodox quarterback with a very accurate arm when he's on, and um he doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw to um besides Olson and Benjamin. However, Benjamin is a big target, one of those guys that you can almost just throw the ball up to, and he's gonna he's gonna find a way to go up and get it whereas to Olson he's just a shifty old old school tight end. Who's gonna get open and 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 a sure handed receiver. So and he's gonna give you seven yards anytime you want him. And he's gonna do some dirty work for you too. You yeah. know, um so I think I think um Seattle has 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 their hands full, not to say they're gonna lose, because playing in Seattle is is a big thing within itself, playing against the twelfth man of the Seattle Seahawks. But when we look at this defense that um that, that the, that the Panthers bring
2: to the table, uh, they're, they're no slouch at all. And coach, if anybody, if they're, if, if what Seattle be able to worry about is their running game is coming on between Stewart and now uh, Williams being back healthy, uh, they might have some running concern. Because if you if you concentrate on that, you're going to give uh, uh, Cam an opportunity to run against you. And, and and you're right, coach. And um,
1: and Stewart rushed twenty four rushes for one hundred twenty three yards on on Saturday, and um and and the Carolina Panthers rushed for a total of of one hundred and eighty eight yards. Um, you know Cam Newton and he he's he's going to have some rushing in there too. He rushed for thirty five yards, seven rushes for thirty five yards. Hey. That's a lot for a quarterback in the NFL, especially when it's on third down. When you when you when you drop back to throw the ball and it's third and eight, and defend, defenders are running with running with receivers, and he can take off and get twelve yards like it's nothing. That really breaks a, a defense's back, and I think those are the kind of unorthodox things that I think he can bring to the table. As 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 um as well as he runs the ball with the with the quarterback draw. Very effectively, um, down on the goal line, they run lead plays for him like he's a. They have a, a guard pulling, a fullback leading, and he's running through like he's a like he's a um, the number one running back. And we all know what he can do once he gets into the open field. So I I think it's going to be a strange game in Seattle. And if he can quiet that crowd down in the first quarter,
2: holy cow! You never know what he could do. Yeah, and and like you were saying earlier, Coach, their defense is, doesn't look all that bad. Yeah, you, this kid Luke is pretty
1: good. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, not, he's he's very good.
2: Yeah. very very good, Coach. Well, guys, well, we will the Cowboys t- will the Cowboys be the ones, Coach? Are they going to be the surprise team of the of the playoffs this year? I'm
1: not so sure, Coach. Um, I'm not so sure if they're going to be the surprise team. But we did see a big surprise in that game yesterday from the referees and their intimidation factor. Hey, but Coach, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more NFL. We come right back after these messages. You listen to the voice. We listen to Sports Info U.M. on the Voice America Radio.
0: at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports, right here on the Voice American Network, and let's talk football.
3: Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce, the sports doc, and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel Flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum 3793 at gmail.com. Now, Back to the show,
1: and welcome back to Sports Info U. And Coach, you were talking about this um, uh, about the defense of the Carolina Panthers, and they take on this the Seattle Seahawks this week. Well, the Carolina Panthers have the number one defense on total defense. So, um, you know, this is this is something I think that that um, hey. I think this is something that, that has to be in the back of the Seahawks' mind, that this is not a slouch defense
2: at all they're going up against this week. And I think that they've got a peculiar set of uh, skills that probably match up pretty good with the Seahawks. I think you're right, Coach. I, I, I really do, and um, I think that's why we're
1: going to definitely. Well, you know, as, as skinny as the games are getting this um, this time of the year, we're watching them all. You know, we're not. We have no time to, lo- to miss any games. We got to
2: watch them all now, Coach. And and Coach, I'll tell you what. I uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, these four games this week uh, because uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Seattle will win. I'm not sure that Green Bay will win. I don't know if Green Bay can stop uh, the Cowboys' running back, DeMarco Murray. It looks like he's getting better every week, and um, I'm not sure that New England isn't going to be shocked by the Ravens. Uh,
1: and I I would have to agree with you, Coach. You know, I I really would. Um, I think that I think the Ravens are, are are a team to seriously take take a watch. And I, I really think that the Cowboys are so red hot right now, um, especially with their running game. And we know that Des Bryant has turned out to be one of the best receivers in the league. I think they have enough weapons to, to really do some things
2: all around. Well, and I think that uh, uh, Denver uh, Colts game could be really special because uh, Peyton had not been playing like Peyton lately. Yeah. But you know
1: um yesterday in that Lions and Cowboys game you know there was a lot of controversy about the about the um the penalty um the, the, the pass interference that was not called um late in the game and late in the fourth quarter towards the middle of the fourth quarter. Uh it was very controversial um the penalty was thrown the announcer came on and said pass interference on the Cowboys um they're going to spot the ball at the at the spot of the foul, all of this went on. Then they came back and said, oh, there is no penalty, and really gave us us no explanation.
2: Coach, and then the head of the officials committee said that maybe they made a mistake.
1: I guess, Coach, what, what troubled me the most about that, and when I saw it happen, I was like, wow, they're getting ready to get two penalties. Des Bryant ran on the field with no helmet on. And right in the referee's face. I mean, he runs on the field with no helmet and starts yelling at the official. Man, it, it really looked like this guy, when you see it, he looks really intimidated by Dez Bryant. You know, I I, I felt bad for um for for Detroit because if you ever been to Detroit and if you've been there in the last ten years, man, Detroit needs a lift. You know, that was an opportunity for that city to get a lift. And um they
2: know, need yeah, they really needed a lift. Well, I you know, and I'm and I'm and if it would have been a little different, I thought it was a penalty and I was pulling for Dallas. You know, so you know, what's so sad about stuff like that is is that uh it gives the NFL a bad look because it looks like in fact that uh Des Bryant did intimidate the official.
1: Yeah, and it, and it makes it look like you know this is who they wanted to go to the next game you know and and that's what bothers me too is that you know is this who you wanted to go not the team not the better team but the team that's going to be the most profitable Uh, I, it it, it just bugs you it makes you wonder you know and it was a very close game now the score was um uh, the lions lost 20 to 24 to the cowboys and um you know, and the Lions, they had a great season for the Lions. That was a great season. Um, but know. what
2: bothers me too, Coach, is that one of the big marketing things on the NFL was that uh, they set records for uh, viewers for that, that game. Like 47 million people viewed that Cowboy game. And uh, like you said, is the NFL was the NFL in the back of their mind wanting to make sure that dallas continued so that they would get more viewers this coming week you know uh this is the first time dallas and green bay have played late since the back in the 60s yeah, yeah. And so this will be uh this will be a real watch game uh by everybody on sunday uh because it's the cowboys and the green bay packers
1: yeah, so, yeah, makes makes you really scratch your head, and um, and I'm sure people that lost money on that game, they want to do more than just scratch their head because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you hate to see an outcome, uh, based on a penalty, and I and I really, when I when I when I was watching the game, I was like, wow, man, um, the Lions have gone into a four-minute offense where they're really trying to control the game and control the clock for the next four minutes, and maybe leave a, just maybe a minute or so, or less than a minute on the clock, when Dallas gets the ball back. Well, that happened, the, the penalty happened, um, that they picked up the flag, Des Bryant runs on the field, all of a sudden, it's fourth down, they punt the ball, and the punter punts huh. like a 20-yard punt, so now Dallas 11, has a ball at 11-yard 11, 11 11 punt. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, these are the kind of things that really yeah. Wow, that 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 just breaks a coach's back, especially when he's, you know, he's put his team in a position to win and two things like that happen to you back to back. But coach um yesterday um not well, the game of of the, the Bengals and the Colts. The Colts beat the Bengals 26-10. Um first quarter what, the score was 7-7. 30-1. At halftime, the score was thirteen um, ten. Indianapolis was winning. In the third quarter, the Indianapolis um, no Indianapolis scored ten points and three in the fourth quarter. In the third and the fourth quarter, Andy Dalton could not muster up any points, and he really did not did not look like a a good quarterback. And I, I'm not even throwing him in a. And, a, and nothing that resembled a playoff caliber quarterback. He didn't look like a good quarterback at all. He looked flustered, his feet never really got set.
2: Um just just didn't look good. And coach the thing about it is, you're not talking about one of the hottest defenses in the NFL. The coaches are average at best. At at best they're average. Really. And you know, and when you
1: and when I looked at Andy Dalton one of the things that I thought about when I was, when I was watching him and, and I know he didn't have AJ green and they didn't have their tight end, but when you drop back or even as an offensive coordinator, it's some plays they're almost like your, your go-to plays, you know, who's going to be open. And, and if, and if one is not open, you know, you got something on the backside or it, this guy never really gave his second look a, a chance. Um, I just think I saw him. I saw him have opportunities to throw the ball where he was hesitant and held on to it. These are the kind of things that really get you beat when you're at that level. Um, Andy Dalton has to do better, and I just don't see him. I don't see him doing better um, with with the Bengals. I know they just gave him a big contract, and I just don't. I, I don't know from what I saw this year and Sunday. Uh, maybe maybe he can get them to the playoffs, but can he get them through the playoffs? I'm not so sure.
2: And, Coach, eventually it's going to cost Marvin Lewis' job.
1: You know, Coach, um, when we look back at the Bengals, they, they, they were very, very sorry before Marvin Lewis. So maybe just making it to the playoffs and winning and keeping fans in the seat, that's good enough for some of these owners. You know, Tampa Bay would love to have just – Making it to the playoffs and and putting fans oh. in the seats.
2: Well, I agree with you there, Coach. You got to yeah. be smart though. Overall, it'll be interesting to see what the Bengals do this year uh, with the draft and free agency. Yeah, it would be, and it'd be interesting to see what Marvin Lewis would
1: do with some of these other teams that need need um, coaches like like the San Francisco Forty ers or or um or the the New York Jets. You know, or even the Atlanta Falcons. You know, um, these are some pretty good teams. But I don't think Marvin Lewis is going anywhere. I'm almost sure he's not going anywhere. Um, so
2: but on the other hand dead, I think he wants to stay and make them a winner. I just don't know if he's gonna be able to pull it off.
1: On the other hand, Coach, uh, the Colts are going to um Denver Broncos. They're going to Denver to play the Broncos. And um, hey um, Peyton Manning gets to hook up with one of his old, old, old favorites. Um, a wide receiver for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. The current wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, Reggie Wayne, who's been there forever. Um, matter of fact, him and Peyton Manning are probably two of the oldest guys in the league uh, right about now. But um, and Reggie Wayne is really struggling this year. Um, you know, he just doesn't get out the ball. He doesn't have the explosion that he used to and father time is really catching up to him, but they're in the playoffs and they've gone through the wild card round and now they have a chance to play Peyton Manning. And what I think is going to hurt the coach coach is, uh, what we just talked about. And that is, uh, I don't think their defense is that good.
2: No. And I don't think that they have a running back, uh, you know the Trent Richardson thing has not worked at all, and so what's happening is uh, uh, Andrew Luck is having to carry that team.
1: Yeah, he's done a pretty good job of it, but um, I think I think he's gonna um, they're gonna meet their demise this week when they when they play um, the Denver Broncos
2: in Denver. And I think that's great for the Broncos because I don't think they're nearly I don't think they're as good as they were last year. I don't. I'm not sure they are either. Uh, I
1: I would have to agree with you, Coach. Yeah, I'm I'm not so sure. Yeah. So, but um, there w- when we watch this Green Bay and Dallas game this week, I really think that Aaron Aaron Rodgers uh, will be healthier than he's been the last couple weeks. I I really think um, that Lacey is a is a solid running back. Uh, this kid Cobb. Um, is, a, is a, an expl- an explosive receiver. I think they have a lot on offense, and I think their defense, and um, this is probably going to be a, a lot of help for them on defense, a, a chance to heal up and get a little healthier. Um, don't get me wrong. I really think um, Green Bay, their their weakest part of their team is their defensive line. They have to blitz to bring pressure all the time because they just can't get it done with their front four. So um, I think if anything that's going to hurt, um, hurt Green Bay, it will be their defense not being able to keep up with the running attack and Des Bryant.
2: Yeah, I agree with you totally, Coach. Uh, now, I don't know that they'll do any better uh, defensively by the Cowboys because, uh, like you said, Cobb is the real deal, and so is Jordy Nelson. And I think that uh it might be one of those thirty five thirty four games i i I could easily see something like that coach for sure, yeah, so Which, good for the fans, just hard on the coach's heart <laughs>
1: yeah, that's for sure yeah and and I really think um like I said, I think Cam Newton has a shot to um to pull something off out in of Seattle. I um, wouldn't bet any money on it, but I really think he has a shot to pull something off in, in, um, in Seattle, Washington this weekend. Yep.
2: Well, Coach, I'd coach, coach I'd uh, love to go see ahead. That. No, I'd love to see that. I If all four games are close and competitive, that, you can't ask any more than that as a fan.
1: No, you, no, you can't, and um, and I, I really think it could be very competitive. I, I, I know the Ravens think feel like they owe, um, um, the Patriots one. Uh, we had a little uh, clock mix up uh, two years ago when they played each other, and the Patriots won. Um, so I think that that's going to come back into play. We'll hear about that story a lot in the next couple of um, days, and uh, I, I really think the Patriots have their hands full. But hey, we're we are uh, we're looking at one of the one of the premier coaches of our time in Bill Belichick, uh, even though I, don't, I think the Super Bowl has has eclipsed him a few times. I, I think he's still one of the premier coaches of our time. Uh, however, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl in the next three years, we're not going to be saying that about him. We'll be talking about how he was a good coach that never won enough Super Bowls. Or that his time had passed and he didn't step away. Uh well that 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 could be it too. But he I think Belichick, Check I look at him as being a, a fairly young um coach in the NFL. Yeah. Well coach, we'll be talking about the college football and the college football playoffs. When we come back, guys listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time or 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfo UM 3793 at gmail.com. Now, Back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info You're, UM. Hey, Coach, we got Cordell Jones and Marcus Mariota. And, and Mariota, he's a, um, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. And Cordell Jones is a third-string sophomore for Ohio State. Now, you know, Mariota, he's... he's, he's He's, he's had some awesome performances, it seems like, for the last four years um, while he was at um, Oregon. And I really think that he's going to win his first national championship um, coming
2: up next Monday. Coach, I was impressed with their defense more than I was than their offense. And, and I, mean, I guess they, they didn't give Florida State any chances.
1: Nah, they—they. They, oh, that was—it was, it was ugly, Coach. Yeah, it—it was—it was really ugly. Um, but I, I think I was impressed with their
2: running game and uh, and how physical their running backs were. Coach, I, I was—I was always thinking they were kind of like, you know, smoke and mirrors and high tempo and fling the ball around and everything. But uh, they were a lot more physical than I thought
1: yeah a lot more physical than i thought um i just didn't i wasn't expecting that and um by the looks of thing a victory of fifty nine to twenty over Florida State, the number two ranked team in the nation um they weren't they weren't expecting them to be that physical either and and i and I, you know I, I kind of uh, applaud Jameis Winston. I think he had a pretty good game i don't i don't think he had a bad game. it dropped a lot of his passes. Fumble, fumble, turned the ball over too many times, um, and 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 Winston's fumble—he um, was just really trying to make something happen out of nothing,
2: and and um, I can almost give him a pass on that fumble. Coach, and you know, uh, a lot of my old players, high school players. My first major placement was a kid from Moorhaven that went to Florida State, and a lot of people jumped on him because they lost, and but that they. A bunch of the kids walked off the field, and he was there at the game and found out that the uh, bowl committee asked him at the end of the game would they both, whoever the loser were, leave the field. And that wasn't told by the media, but it made Florida State look worse than their score almost. But now uh, I liked Winston. He stayed out on the field, shook hands with people, and uh, that was – Better than I, I thought that uh, he could have done for himself I thought that looked good yeah
1: and um um I, I really think that um the the situation with um, Nick O'Leary um, they say he pulled his hamstring before uh, before the game in warmups I think that was a, 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 a when you lose your tight end in your offense I mean that's like that's like losing a big part of your offense it's almost like losing a queen in in, in, in in a chess match from the beginning because the tight end does so much they block they catch um, they, they they run screens they set up screens I mean they do so many different things and and it, it really hurt it hurt it hurt um Florida State in a big way
2: and jumbo fisher tried to downplay it but he is uh, O'Leary has been one of the key components to that uh team all year
1: oh yeah you know he's he, the tight end is always an outlet and and especially a tight end of, of his caliber who's been uh he started every game with this quarterback you know i mean that that says a lot that's like when you when you look over for him and he's not there Oh, uh, that's you know that 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 that, that hurts a lot. Or when you look over for him, when you, he's been open most of the season, and now he's, he's covered like a blanket because he just doesn't have all of his arsenals in his toolbox. Um, that, that hurt a lot. And, and, and you have to um, tip your hat to Oregon because they really took this kid, Rashard Green, away from Florida State. You know, he had six catches for 59 yards, but they were not – he didn't have a catch in the first half.
2: And, Coach, I felt sorry for the the running back from Florida State, Cook, the young freshman, who had had a great season up until then, but those two turnovers were crucial. I mean, fumbled twice. Yeah, and, Coach, and, and, you know,
1: it's just not the same. You know, as much as we talk about it, I don't care if you come to college in January or you come to college in August. You're still a freshman. Last year you were playing – on a high school football team, and these guys that you're playing against now, some of them are going to be playing on Sunday next year. Uh a lot it's of, it's, it's, yeah, it's a big difference. It's a big, big difference, and um, and that's why you just very rarely see these freshmen playing games of of that
2: caliber. Yeah, well, um, and I was I was surprised uh uh that it was that it got out of hand as bad as it did. And then the announcers were saying that Florida State quit. Uh, I, you know, I hate that when, uh, a guy that uh, is up in a booth is saying stuff like that. Uh, I don't know that, uh, that Oregon's offense, when that tempo thing starts rolling right for them, it's really hard for that defense, uh, to stay in the game. It, it, it truly is, coach. I mean, really, it,
1: it, Truly is, and um, and they they had a lot of tempo, and and they they got the ball off so many times. I mean that that is, that alone um, says a lot. You know when they had when they had forty five rushes and thirty six pass attempts. Hey,
2: you know that, that, that's, that's 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 a lot. You get eighty plays in a game. You normally you're gonna win. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how Ohio State matches up because I was really believing that my, that they wouldn't be in the game. I thought that, uh, and at the very beginning of the game, I thought uh, uh, Alabama was kind of controlling the game.
1: Well, I did too, Coach. But um, at the same time, I think Urban Meyer has played as coach in the SEC when he was at the University of Florida. And I, I, I really think he was well prepared. I mean you know as much as it much as I don't like Urban Meyer f- from the way he handled University of Florida and left left that team, he he's a winner, you know, and, and his offense is to be desired. A lot of people have to take a second look at this guy's offense because he's not afraid to run a trick play anytime, and I okay. I, I always felt like that as a, as a coach, and I was scared, but I wish I could just run a trick play anytime, you know. And this guy, he will, um, and yeah. and will do it successfully, and um, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not just talking about a a reverse. He'll run a reverse. He'll run a reverse pass. He'll run a halfback pass. He'll run a throwback to the quarterback.
2: I mean, <laughs> there's no. He's going to do something to to put your defense on its heels. That's
1: for sure. And you know, this week there is there is no holes bar this week. I mean, any anything goes from Urban Meyer in this game coming up. Um, last week he didn't start running his quarterback basically until the fourth quarter when the game was about on the line. Around the fourth quarter, he's, well, the second half, he started running him a little bit. Around the fourth quarter, he started running him more. This week, he'll be running the quarterback um, almost like he ran Tebow. Uh, he he ran the heck out of Tebow. And don't be surprised to see the jump pass this week. Um, who, who, who knows? But you can almost bet it's going to be a totally different offense from what he ran last week.
2: And, hey Coach, you know that that, that puts – the Oregon people a little bit on edge uh, because they haven't been in the big game before. This guy has been. Yeah, he has been, you know, um, and and
1: Oregon's coach. Yeah, he's, he's never been to the big, big game, but um, when we look at the quarterback position, which is the, the key position in football, the, um, I would have to say that the Heisman Trophy has a huge advantage over the third stringer. Well, I agree. And I agree. and We know that this Heisman Trophy is not just a drop back, stand in the pocket kind of quarterback. Um, if he doesn't see something, he will take off and this kid probably is the fastest quarterback I've seen in a very long time.
2: Yeah. And you know, Coach, uh, I, I hope that uh, nothing happens, but uh, Urban better be careful because I was kiddingly saying that he was going to start the fourth string quarterback, but uh, he might have to if he rushes this kid too much because I was impressed with the swarming and toughness of the Oregon defense.
1: I, I would agree with you, coach. But you know, I'll tell you one of the things that I was not impressed with, and that was, um, that was Savings Alabama team. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you a little story. Coach, um, I, I went to a, the National Coaches Convention in New Orleans about 10 years ago. And um, while, I was get, while I was there, a guy told me who was the, um, the doorman at a nightclub. He said, I can tell you who's going to win the Sugar Bowl every year. And I was like, really? He said, yeah, I can tell you who's going to win the Sugar Bowl every year. He said, the team that's down here last on Bourbon Street, they're going to lose. And I, I lost my sugar bowl, and I can guarantee you, we were the last team down there on Burger Street. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we were, we were last. Yeah, you know. But anyway, that's, a, that's for another story, Coach. But when I saw Saban's team on, on a, on, during the game, I saw these guys with their hands on their hips. First time I've ever seen a Saban team look tired. They really look tired. They look fatigued. And I thought to myself, I bet they were the last team down there on Bourbon street.
2: Coach, they were in Pat O'Brien's when they should have been in bed. Say,
1: <laughs> so, hey, um, you know, and, and I think, um, I think Saban's, um, team, his, he, he had a, he had a, a really good team this year, but I really think urban Meyer had a better strategy
2: going into the game. Oh, I do too. And I'll tell you what, coach, uh, that's what's gotten uh, Saban beat the last few years is the fact that he has uh, uh, let his his players kind of get away with uncharacteristic Saban uh, behavior.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, they had quite a few penalties in that game, um, um, quite, uh, quite a few pass interference penalties. And like I said, I think Urban came in with a better game plan. And I think that's what, Ohio State has. That's what Ohio State advantage is this week. I think Urban Meyer has is a much more experienced coach. I think he's um, going to come in with a with a big time game plan, um, situation and plays and formations that that Ohio, Ohio State probably hasn't presented the whole entire year. They're going to show you things this this week coming up, and um, and and it's not going <coughs> to surprise me at all if this is a very close game at the end. And uh, and Ohio State pulls it out, but one thing one one thing I really think, Coach, that I talked about last week, I told you last week, the Alabama Ohio State game was going to be a very very physical game. It was a very physical game. Oh yeah, and 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 it was played on turf, Coach, in the sugar in the Sugar Bowl on turf. The Rose Bowl, on the other hand though the the, the oregon Florida State game was played on natural grass, and I can guarantee you the people that left that game in California was not nearly as scarred up and beat up and hurt and hurting as much as the guys that played in um
2: in, in New, New orleans
1: on that on on that concrete underneath the field turf.
2: well, I agree with you, coach. it just uh it is non-forgiving.
1: Yeah, and and I I don't think we'll look at that and think about that as being a being a an an advantage, but I really think that that is an advantage for the Oregon team coming into this game.
2: Well, it'll be interesting because I think uh like you've said that we've got the I I think the Oregon Ducks might be a little more talented, but I don't think that uh I think that uh Urban Myers, like you said, will bring an excellent game plan. Now, the only thing that might happen is if uh, Oregon gets on a roll, it's really hard to stop them. You know?
1: It's it's really hard to stop them. And, and when they get two touchdowns up on you, they don't take anything off the gas pedal. If
2: anything, oh, they, so they, they pull up. it on. Yeah. yeah. Like you used to always say a practice, Coach, don't uh, lighten up, tighten up. I'm and telling I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what they do it. They don't, you know, they they're not going to try to run down the clock or control the clock or anything. They're going to run their offense, and if they can knock out a uh, hundred plays, they're going to do it.
1: Uh you, you're right, Coach. And if they can score hundred points, they will.
2: They scored fifty-nine on Florida State. <laughs> yeah, Coach, and <laughs> and they were and they were undefeated. You know, people don't realize. It. They were undefeated, and they were uh, the defending national champions, and they put fifty nine up on them. Yeah, saying yeah. you know, uh, you know, I hope Urban Myers is as good a coach as we think because if not, they might be embarrassed.
1: Uh, you you could be right, Coach.
2: <laughs> Oregon's yeah. one of those
1: that can easily embarrass you. Yep, uh, for sure they could easily embarrass you, but I, but I think um, I, I really think, um, Urban Myers is is one of them guys that's gonna hold his own and and uh, he, he's gonna he. I don't, I don't see a blowout. I I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I just I don't didn't see it
2: against Florida State. I really didn't think. I thought Florida State was gonna lose, but I didn't think they'd get blown out like they did.
1: You know. Um, when we look at when we look at Florida State's entire season, I don't think they blew anybody out the entire season, and they played no. in the ACC, probably one of the weakest conferences in college football. You know, what do we, we got? We got Miami and Duke and Georgia Tech. Come on, coach. They're not really they're not really scaring anybody. So I, I really think that Florida State came from a, a weak conference, and, um, and 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 it showed.
2: Well. Coach, I think you might be wrong about that just simply because I'll tell you what, everybody that I know doesn't want to play Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah. yeah. Georgia Tech it might be the exception to that rule. And I'm going to tell you what, Coach, I know you want to hear this because I really believe this. I think Miami is coming on. I think they will be the team of the ACC next year. And I'm not sure that uh, Louisville won't be right up there with them. I think they may have uh four or five teams in the top uh 20 for sure. I
1: believe that when I see it, coach, I really will and I hope I hope I'll be able to see that. Yep. Yeah. But hey, coach, you know, uh I'm I'm going to give out my predictions for next week. I really I really think that um Oregon is going to win their their first national championship. Um they're going to beat Ohio state now leaving throughout a score. I think the score is going to be, um, 35,
2: 21. Well, coach, I think it'll be even bigger than that, but, uh, I think it'll be something like that. I think it'll be, uh, at least in the upper thirties or low forties for Oregon and, uh, in the upper twenties for Ohio state.
1: Yep. Well, coach, um, before we get out of here, um, um, you know, Brian Burwell um, died at the age 59. He was a sports writer out of Detroit. Um, he did a lot of great work for the NBA. And and also uh, Stuart Scott uh, from, from ESPN, a, a, a well-renowned um, um, sports anchor. commentator and anchor, uh, just did a whole fight. lot for ESPN. Yeah, he's going to be truly missed. And, um, you know, uh, our blessings go out to both of their families, and uh, our condolences to the, both of their families and well wishes and all of that. Yep. So, Coach, um, I'll be back next week, and I know you'll be back next week, and we'll be talking about more NFL, and we'll be talking about more college football, and all about all about sports and the sports information. Hey, thanks, guys. We'll be back next week with more sports info on the Voice America Radio.